This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. Heim Goodman-Strauss is back in the Ozarks at Large studio. Welcome back. Good morning, Kyle. Uh, happy June. Oh, yes, and happy June to you. Thank Bye. you. Uh, we have an Indiana Jones problem to answer. That's right. So uh, we put this out there, and we didn't take the time to work out the answer. It's actually not that hard, as it turns out. Plenty of people sent in the right solution. Again, the, the, the dilemma. Okay, so um, Indiana Jones, his girlfriend, his father, and his father's sidekick have to cross a flimsy bridge that can only hold two people. Mm -hmm. They have an hour to do it, but it takes some time to get across. Uh, And they have a flashlight. They need the flashlight. So the flashlight has to go back and forth. Indiana takes five minutes to get across, his girlfriend 10, his dad 20, and his father's sidekick 25. And then one solution is for Indiana and and his uh, girlfriend to go across. And then Indiana comes back and gets his dad and then takes him across and then comes back and get his father sidekick. But that turns out to take 65 minutes. That's too much time. So here's the solution. Emile Tremblay wrote in uh, and actually explained his thought process, which I thought was very good, and I would just like to read a little bit of that. Emile showed his work, as they used to say in in my math classes. Yes. So he said, very frustrated by this, I started thinking, what's the real problem here? That's what they try to teach us to do as engineers, break the problem down into the smallest possible bits, solve the bits, and find a solution. So the problem, as he goes on to say, is really the two slow people. So they have to go together somehow. How do you get them to go across the bridge and then still you know, get the flashlight back and everything else? Well, it's obvious. Once, I, once put like that, Indiana and his girlfriend have to go across mm-hmm. and leave one of them there. He comes back, say, mm-hmm. the two... The dad and the sidekick go across. Oh. Then the girlfriend brings the flashlight back. And then Indy and, and his they, girlfriend. They sweep out of there, and it takes 60 minutes. Not a big deal. Ah. There you well, go. and, and the praise for, for the teaching of engineers right there. That's right. The critical and, thought process. And thanks to everybody that sent in the, that solution. All right. So I feel very fulfilled by that. That's I, very, uh, yeah. very okay. good. Okay, I have something to uh, talk to you about. Okay. So in the news recently was this I know you're a big sporting fan and I am uh, indeed. So uh in the news recently were the Rock Scissors Paper Championship. Rock Paper Scissors Championship. Okay. And I think uh should anyone not be familiar with that, that's the game you play with your hands. That's a fist right. is a rock, a flat hand is paper, and scissors kind of a vertical scissors s- and then peace sign is so a scissors. So we go one, two, three. You want to try it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Oh, God, no. <laughs> you so, had scissors, I had rock, I so went. Oh, well. So, no, we I'm were, sorry, I got we you in, off track. Why was this in the And if we news? were in the fourth grade, then you'd get to smash my scissors yeah, with your fist. Yeah, Okay. Um, what? Why was this well, in the yes. news? Oh, well, I guess there were some world championships. Some people are trying to, uh, you know, put this together as yes. a real thing. Now, <laughs> as uh, as kids, you know, I'm sure everybody thought they had their great strategy, you know, like... Um, you know, do rock every other time or mm-hmm. something silly like that. And so what I would like to talk to you today about is game theory. It's, the, it's really the um, theory of how these games work and what the right strategies are. And it sounds like it's a trivial playground thing, but, but actually... Can, can I just yeah? tell you quickly, yeah, sure. my friend Dan Zare, uh-huh. who, who now lives in Austin, Texas, oh, yeah. uh, he has a theory. Okay. And he claims that from fourth grade on, he's always won. Really? Yeah, and his theory is go paper every time. No way. I'm serious. But anyway, does that fit into your well, game see, theory? But now, no, because okay. that's actually a good point. See, now that we know his theory, we mm-hmm. know what to do. See, but yeah, you're right. Because right. just go scissors if you ever so, play Dan's Air and so rock, paper, scissors. That's exactly right. So let me just tell you a little bit about 
what game theory is first before we get into okay. all that. So game theory is a, a part of economics, really. Mm-hmm. It's mathematics, but it's really part of economics. And it tries to understand how people behave sort of rationally when you're faced with choices like, do I buy the rock? Do I buy the scissors? Mm-hmm. You know, um, We actually did a little game theory thing earlier in the spring, and we kind of promised to get around to this with the million-dollar giveaway. And it's amazing because we got all kinds of solutions. Several people actually did send in one as their solution and so on. But really, by and large, people acted rationally and did the thing that game theory predicted that they would do. They sent in the largest number they possibly could dream up, even though it wasn't really— In their best interest. In their best interest fully. And game theory tries to explain that. You know, um, there's all kinds of situations where if people could act cooperatively— then everybody would come out ahead. And yet, somehow it's in their own individual interest to not act cooperatively, and everybody comes out losers. And that happens consistently. So that's the kind of puzzle, the kind of paradox that game theory tries to address. It kind of came out of the, at the end of the Second World War and the beginning of the Cold War, there was a lot of game theory really emerging right at that time. Von Neumann, um, who we'll talk about in a minute, was you know, one of the early proponents. For example, do we bomb them? Or do we wait for them to bomb us? So, so like the Cuban Missile Crisis was yeah, game theory? Absolutely, in certain sense. Or even the whole Cold War can be mm. viewed in certain game theoretical terms. You know, do we? Uh, each side has to decide, do we make a first strike, right. thereby saving, when some from some sick point of view, saving mm-hmm. half of civilization? Right. Or do we uh, wait and be bombed? Or do we just let it slide? And so game theory, um, in fact... I don't know if this is is apocryphal or not, but von Neumann actually advocated a first strike on game theoretical bounds uh, grounds so uh, against some, the communists. Yeah, so no. there's something kind of uh, clearly it was better <laughs> from the perspective we have now. Maybe we're glad it's game theory. <laughs> well, there's more to be said about okay. the limitations of game theory later. Oh yeah, let me tell you a little bit about John von Neumann. So yeah. he was one of the greatest mathematicians of the. 20th century. He was also, some say, one of the models for Dr. Strangelove in the in the movie. I don't know why, if that's really true or not, or really what the basis for that mm-hmm. statement is. But these were kind of sort of popular things. So in the most basic form, people would think about games like Paper, Scissors, Rock. Or an even more basic game is Matching Pennies. Do you have some pennies around? Uh, I may have some in my pockets. Hang on. Does it have to be pennies or can no, it be any no. coins? Any coins. I got two pennies. I love Two? it when I get you to take out money in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I got okay. four pennies. Okay. How many Two, you want? One each. One each, okay. Okay. So the deal is is that we'll set our pennies down on the table simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And just like in Paper, Scissors, Rock, you'll get to choose whether it's uh, heads or tails. Okay. And then if they're – we can say they're both the same, then you get to keep the pennies. And if they're different, I'll get to okay. keep the pennies. Okay. I don't know. And they're your pennies, so I guess yeah. I win anyway. Head. Tails. They're different. So I win. You made a profit. Well, you made a profit of two cents because I right. brought both of these okay, to the table. Try it again. Okay. So now I'm going with my third penny yeah. here. Ready? Okay. And if they're different, you keep them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah. <sighs> well, you, you know what? Three cents. Actually, I'm doing the optimal strategy. Believe it or not, and that's I'm not paying the least bit of attention. To Nor was what, I. And so, well, okay. I wasn't choosing at all because I thought that was that was you know fruitless. It is. That's precisely the point. So game theory predicts exactly what's... I'm smarter than I think. Fruitless. <laughs> I'm also three cents out. Go ahead. It's fruitless for the same reason that um, Dan Zare's strategy is ultimately doomed once people figure out what he's up to. Because, see, if you didn't do randomly 50-50, suppose that you 
we're going to pick heads 30% of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Then I know it's to my advantage to have them come out differently as much as possible. So I'm going to consistently pick tails. And then, right, so once you fix your strategy, right. I can improve my expected situation by adjusting my strategy accordingly. What game theory, in essence, the first version of game theory said was talking about was if we have a game like this where either you win or I win on mm-hmm. every single round. Mm-hmm. And we want to figure out um, what's sort of an optimal strategy. Well, the optimal strategy, an optimal strategy for you would be one that once you pick what portion of times to, once you pick what portion of times to uh, do one thing or the other, then there's no way, nothing I can do particularly to make things worse for you. Makes sense. Right? That you pick something that limits the damage to yourself as much as possible. And then similarly, an optimal strategy for me would be one that, okay, once I pick that strategy, there's no way you can take advantage of it, that the damage is limited to me. And what John von Neumann proved, and this was a big, this is a really important theorem, is that such a strategy exists, that these so-called mixed strategies always exist for zero-sum two-person games. That there's always some sort of a way to apportion the percentage of times you should do that and this and that, and for both of us, so that um, neither one of us can really be taken advantage of particularly. So if with the matching pennies game, it's exactly a 50-50 random thing. It's the best possible thing you can do. And then the, then you can't do any worse than come out even So in the long run. I don't mean to belittle game theory, but didn't so I already much. know this before well, we know, even started talking about game theory? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So you did, right? Okay. And so partly what's really amazing is that game theory um, includes a lot of what somehow we know very deeply inside of ourselves that um, we're finally attuned to these kinds of situations. And with paper, scissors, rock, we know what the right strategy is there as well. It's You do one-third paper, one-third scissors, one-third rock, Totally scramble it up. Right. You don't say rock this time, papers this time, scissors this time. No. Uh-uh. Now, that's, again, that's if you're playing, you know, with a, an opponent you don't know anything about. Right. And um, I guess, like, this championship, a big part of that, though, is trying to read the other person. Yeah. Try to catch maybe what motion they're making with, with their hands or I don't know what. <laughs> but if you were playing against a computer, say, mm-hmm. then you should just play totally each thing. So if I played 99 times, mm-hmm. optimally, I would have 33 rocks, 33 papers, 33 scissors, but not roughly in any sort of yeah, totally order whatsoever. Up. What, which well, is... here, let me give you one, though, that maybe is less obvious. And maybe okay. this is this week's puzzle a little bit. Okay. So let's play matching pennies again. But let's I'm change... down to my last penny. Oh, I've got... Here, I'll give you some back. No, no, no. I'll just play with... Uh, I've got some quarters oh, and nickels if I have... <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let's play again. But let's play it so that now there's four situations, right? They, I put down heads, you put down heads, I put... Ah, okay. okay. Now, we'll set it up so that um, half the time you'll win mm-hmm. and half the time I, I'll win, but we'll change the payouts a little bit. Okay. okay. So if they mm. are heads, heads, mm-hmm. I'll say get three three cents. Okay. Okay. And if they're tails, tails, I'll get one cent. Okay. So those two cases, I could get a total of four cents. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, uh, if it's tails, heads, you get two cents... And if it's heads, tails, you get two cents either way. So you, there's two ways. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, now, the question is, do you want to switch sides or not? Do I want to switch sides? Do well, I want the evens to pay or do I want when it's yeah. differing to pay? I'll, I'll, I'll stay with the evens. 
Well, no, you have this Cheshire cat grin on your face. What, what have I just well, this done? Is nothing, nothing. Okay. This is this week's puzzle, actually. Is um, Did I make the right choice? Well, I'm not going to no, tell you. Is that the puzzle, though? That's is what the I'm puzzle. saying. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Okay. Now, so let's try it a little bit. Will that not be a hint to the answer? These, uh, these... Well, you know, it only really works in the long run. So okay. the first All few right. times, uh, it really won't matter. So wait, you understand the, the game? Yeah, I understand it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Bring it on here. Okay, we'll just keep All right. So if it's, uh, yeah, okay. Heads, heads, you get three cents. Tails, tails, you get one cent. Uh-huh. If they're different, I get two cents. Now, the thing is, both of us should, uh, I, what von Neumann says we should do is both pick some percentage of times in our, you know, that we're going to do this or that. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you should pick those. There's some optimal situation where once you pick those ratios, you can't do worse and I can't do worse. I know what's happening here. Okay. I know what's happening. And then... F- there's I know what you're going to do. I've already figured this out. While you were talking, I was thinking. So I know uh, what you're doing. Well, all right. What okay. am I doing? I'll tell you here in a minute. Okay. I bet, I bet under your hand is a tail. Hey. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now you have. <laughs> okay. Now I'm Boy. working on a nickel here. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Two tails. I'm I'm not actually doing anything particularly. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, here's my thinking. Once you started to get this old this this grin on your face, I thought, oh well. I'm see, just now a it's naturally kind of, smiley person. <laughs> if if now I start thinking in my head, uh, okay, if I go heads, no, he no, goes, no, I'm not doing any of that. Because I thought, well, if I'm gonna lose, I might as well only lose a penny. Oh yeah. Because if but it see, goes tails, tails, I'm losing a penny. If I put up heads and you've got heads, then I'm losing three cents. Yeah, but you, so I'm going to minimize my losses, which is why I don't go to Vegas. That's not see, the winning attitude right there. So that's true. If you go to tails, you're staying away from that big losing situation, right. that big three. But then on the other hand, if I knew you were always doing that, I just always go to tails. Right? You knew I was going to go to right. tails, or you, even though I wasn't really thinking it through. You were a step ahead of me, but you saw that that was the rational choice, and then well, this, that condemns you to always losing. Exactly. So the second time I thought about, well, why not go to heads this time? But no, and this probably doesn't have game theory written all over it. Then I, I'm overthinking. I'm thinking, well, I could go heads and change him up because he thinks I'm going to go tails to minimize my defeat. But then he thinks I'm thinking that. Well, You ever seen Princess Bride? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Where they're switching that, the that poison? That actually is game theory. That's game theory. Yeah. Okay. But so the von Neumann's solution is you just cut that. Just cut all just that because it's think totally about it. counterproductive. Instead, you assign a percentage of times that you're going to do one thing or the other and then then it's just totally predictable in the long run what's going to happen because we're going to play you know suppose we were sitting Mm -hmm. here all day long so the puzzle is this so one of us has an advantage in this game or perhaps there seems you know with paper scissors rock there's no inherent inherent advantage Mm -hmm. to the two sides because they're obviously the same but in this game there's something different about your situation versus my situation right because you get an even payout in the two mm-hmm. ways you can mm-hmm. win, whereas for me, the payouts are lopsided. One's bigger and one's smaller. Now, suppose we pick these percentages of times ahead of time. You write down that half the time you're going to pick heads and half the time you're going to pick tails or a third of the time heads and two-thirds tails or something like that. And then we just do that. Von Neumann says that there's some optimal hmm. percentages for both of us. That's really his famous minimax theorem, that both of us can limit the damage to us by picking appropriately what percentages there are. Now, if we pick those optimal percentages, in the long run, we might come out even or one of us will come out ahead or something like that. And it's inherent to the game, right? Once we know what the payouts are, 
there's something inherent to the game that will make it even or to one of our advantage. Okay. One of our so this the question is this week is does this particular game have an inherent advantage for you or an inherent advantage for me? Okay, so write us with uh, your um, your thoughts at and, oh mathfactor dot uark edu is our website and mathfactor at uark edu is uh, where you can contact us. All right, Heim, thanks a lot. Thanks. I'm Goodman Strauss, is a math professor at the University of Arkansas.